Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. You know why? Because we have great debates. Whether it's today, whether it's yesterday, it's going to be tomorrow, the next day. It's always something. And most recently, it's the WBC with injuries. Obviously, Edwin Diaz out for the year. Everyone's talking about it. Before that, it was about the rules. What about the rules? All right. Well, there's always something to talk about when it comes to baseball, even though we're in the heart of March. Heart of March, still a couple weeks away from the regular season. People are passionate about the game. And like I said, the most 
recent example of this was Edwin Diaz, obviously out for the year with a knee injury uh, after celebrating WBC Puerto Rico victory, and everyone screaming and yelling about should the WBC be a thing? This is this isn't right, uh, or this is right. I don't know, mate. Like so, really quick before we get to the main topic of this podcast today is that for years going through this WBC thing, I was looking at it with a side eye. I was. I was I saw the the examples after these things happen, after these tournaments happen, of guys getting hurt, of guys overextending themselves too early, um, so forth and so on. I had plenty of examples throughout every single year. I, I got into the great debates with about people who were really, really passionate about the WBC and every year the same thing would happen. Which is the WBC would happen. Everyone would say, How could we ever like question this? This is awesome. This is awesome. And then it would end. And then you would have some injuries and you would have some uncomfortable Major League Baseball player uh, situations with rosters and so forth and so on. But, 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 I can't be a hypocrite. Heading into this year, I did feel like they were prepared a lot better. They had organized things a lot better. It obviously had gained more steam than ever. Uh, you could see the importance of it. Let's not forget this part about it. The importance about it, about growing the game. And this is what this is about. This is what this is about. That baseball needs to grow. And we cannot ignore that fact And this was a trampoline. This was a t-shirt cannon for that happening, the WBC. So when it comes to the injuries, yeah, I get it. You know, it's still a thing. But Edwin Diaz, the Edwin Diaz situation, I can't say, well, this is because of WBC. The guy was just, you know, jumping up and down. And he could have happened again in Port St. Lucie. It could it, it, to me. It suggests that maybe I don't know. There's something wrong with his knee. I'm not going to get into that middle of that. It is what it is. People who don't like the WBC think it's an unnecessary exhibition. They aren't going to change their minds. I changed my mind a little bit, but I changed my mind well before this happened. And I'm not going to sort of back off of it because I think the the biggest part about this is that when we talk about baseball the importance of baseball, that this is a good thing, the WBC. This has become a good thing, and they have done a better job of managing it. Still imperfect because of the timing and everything in situations like this, obviously, yes. Well, speaking of imperfect, also another debate throughout baseball are rules. Right, these new rules. We had Rich Hill on the podcast a week ago saying that he thought that even the the rules might actually be tweaked before the year started. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we're still talking about it, and we're still adjustments. and And you know, you hear managers say the umpires there's too much room for interpretation that there's not enough definitive uh, rulings on this stuff. I mean, now, that's what we're talking about. Anyway, so I talked to Brandon Nimmo, the Mets outfielder. He was awesome. Like, he was awesome talking about the rules and some of the rules that impact him, how he views it. And one of the things that he says, spoiler alert, in this interview is that, you know, we can't turn a blind eye to the world changing. Like, this is one of the things, whether it's our industry and the media, whether it's business, whatever it is. We cannot dig in and just say, no, 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 we can't change. 
There needs to be adjustments, no question about it. But still, we cannot just say we we can't possibly change. And I think that Brandon has a great perspective of this, talking to him. I do. Anyway, I'll let you judge for yourself. Subscribe, listen, rate, review, the whole ball of wax. So I get Brandon Nimmo, and then after, uh, I'm going to give you Buck Showalter talking about Brandon Nimmo. Uh, on the same day I talked to Brandon, so I just thought it was, an, uh, it, it, from the manager's perspective, it was a good thing to have in the media scrum there. All right, so here you go. Here's Brandon Nemo. Now going through the major leagues for a while now, and, you know, we see the WBC. We mm-hmm. see, like, you know, off, a year ago the lockout and everything. Everyone's, oh, my God, baseball's dead. From your perspective, where's baseball at? Oh, I mean, I think baseball is in a transition period. You know, I think... Um, we're in a period where they're wanting to see the game be faster and make some fundamental changes to it that um, are definitely going to you're going to see this as like a time when baseball changed when it forked off a little bit from the traditionalism of you know leaving things unchanged to making it which there was so much resistance to well right obviously because baseball is like I mean, what, what do most people think of when they think of baseball? This, you know, to go right with it is America's pastime. So you're thinking, okay, well, you don't change your pastime, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there was. But we're also in a, uh, from a business standpoint, um, we're in a world where if you don't adapt, you die. Mm-hmm. So um, things have to adapt more quickly because of the technology that we have now. Um, people's attention spans are not what they were. Um, marketing is figuring that out and figuring out like people's attention spans are like five seconds, ten seconds. So if things are not you know moving at a quick pace, mm-hmm. um, especially from our younger generation, they're just tuning out. Um, and if you don't appeal to the younger generation, then you you end up dying later on. So you got to develop some sort of foundation with you know the younger generation in order to keep the sport going. Um, you have to get people involved. You have to get them to play. You have to get them to enjoy going to the ballpark. And so from the business standpoint, yeah, I mean, you definitely see this going into the game on these are the things that we see work for other sports or for other industries and so this is how baseball survives first of all very well put but also does it feel like they're sort of slapping all this at once yeah you know it's like so so we had jazz chisholm on last week Mm -hmm. and we were talking about gear right Mm -hmm. and like how important and and i've mentioned this a bunch of times Mm -hmm. about how baseball major league baseball wouldn't let you wear your own cleats Mm -hmm. like for a long time it took them forever to finally do that Mm -hmm. and now oh okay they woke up and understood this but all the things that you said like said, it's great you have to change, but does it does for you, from a player's perspective, does it feel like, holy mackerel? Yeah, no, it does. It does. It does feel like, you know, okay, we're definitely changing something I've been doing for my whole life now um, and adding some rules to it. But um, it's our job, especially during spring training, to get comfortable with it. Um, it is a lot right at the beginning, and there, I think there's going to be some tweaks along the way. I don't think, you know, the first draft is ever the perfect one. Um, so we're just going to have to do some editing along the way. But um, 
you also can't just be closed off to it and say, well, this is just the way, you know, we've always done it and that's the best way to do it. Uh, it's not always the right answer. In fact, it's usually not the right answer. So uh, it is a lot um, at, the, at this beginning part, but um, I think we're already seeing some good things from it. There's definitely some things that have come up that we think, you know, okay, maybe we could tweak this a little bit. Maybe there's 10 or 15 extra minutes in there that, you know, we could still be under that three-hour mark and not be, you know, rushing so much. But, um, hey, you know, I mean, like I said, they wanted to get out under that three-hour mark, and now, you know, it looks like we're, we are getting there. Obviously, the regular season will tell us better. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot. But I think, you know, they, they wanted to see what would happen. They inject it and see see what would happen. So. What's a, what was the per, has a perspective of the players since you showed up in mid February, mm-hmm. whatever? Has a perspective of the players changed? Do you think? Because, like you said, like there is always this resistance. Yeah, to change. I think you know. I think yeah. I think it has changed. Um, I think at first people were thinking, well. We'll see, we'll see how this works, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think for the first week there was a lot of like getting bugs out of the way, and like you know the game ended with one of the calls, and you know there was a lot of that going on. But players are pretty adaptable. It's one of the things you have to be pretty good at when you when you play baseball and make it to this level. Um, and so I think that now they're kind of like, well, I don't mind you know being off of my feet for an hour or less, you yeah. know. And uh, you which, know, so by the way, adds up to days. At yeah, the end of the year. exactly, and you know especially for a guy like me that's in center field and I cover a lot of ground throughout the year it's not a bad deal for me um and and so you know those kind of aspects you know I think are guys are warming up to it's just sometimes where it's like ooh, I'm not able to get some of these necessities done um and I need like an extra five seconds for that you know or something like that um that's where they're finding a little bit of a rub um but again we're trying to adapt to it and make it you know make it work but also you know provide some feedback and we'll see what happens with that that's what I was going to ask you from your perspective is you know what is the thing that you feel like okay we can tweak like Rich Hill just said he said that he said like just add five seconds like he said in a very pointed way but just add five seconds right I mean is this sort of like your line of thought my one thing was that I ran into uh, was that I didn't have enough time to get my equipment off and like I sprint down to first base on a walk and I didn't have enough time to get my equipment off mm. and get my hand, my sliding guard on, and then get out. Like I was, oh. I took my equipment off, gave it to him, grabbed the hand guard. He was coming set, got out on my, got out on my lead, and my hand guard is just like in my hand. And so then I'm like, okay, just panicking a little bit. Like, okay, can't can't go on this pitch or anything like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. but then it's okay. So then put it, then come back, put it on. So. Like one time, like one timeout, because then I went in and I asked the umpires after the inning. I yeah. said, "Hey, can I call time just to put on my hand guard, and then we go?" They said, "If you do, it's a strike on the batter." Really? Yeah. And I said, "Wait, on so, the batter that you're leaving yeah, behind, the yeah, next right. guy." Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I said, "I said, well, but what? Is, so does that count as his one timeout?" And they said, "No, just it's a strike on the batter." Wow. And I was like, "Geez, okay." So like one thing I'd love to see is just like you get on base, you get one timeout, like you just right at the beginning, because yeah. most people put on a hand guard. Right. Now just to keep us on the field and protected. So just put on your handguard. Now your timeout's done. Okay. Now we can go with that that 20 seconds and go, go, go. But it, I just need that extra, like, five it can seconds. Be, well, that's the thing. It could be, like, a five-second timeout, yeah. right? But we're – so without that, we're trying to think of ways. So, like, 
right now it's Velcro. So I have to un-Velcro it off yeah. and then pull it on and Velcro it on. So we're thinking, okay, if it could just be like a snap, like a button or something like that, and it's already unbuttoned when I get it, that way I can just stick it in. And now, even if I don't get that button on, at least I've got something and that like eliminates like three, four, maybe five seconds right there. Yeah. You know, so we're trying to think of ways to like cut that down. But like my guards, I have a reason for everyone. Like I've, I've missed time because of being hit there. So I cannot sacrifice those. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like we've got to figure out something else, you know, to even even if it's not wearing the hand guard, even if it's just like, okay, so now I'm not going to hand, I'm not going to head first right. slide anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to change the way you slide exactly. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, those are kind of some of the things that, I'm, that we're running into. Um, I know Robertson kind of said like he didn't feel like he had quite enough time to tell the catcher what yeah. his when he came in for his in between the innings. Well, okay, so let me give you another one. Okay, for the pitcher, yeah. you know, pitcher. This was another one brought up by Rich, where every uh, bullpens are in different places. Yeah, right. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, like yeah, you have to walk way, downstairs. Yeah, way in Tampa, there. you run straight in, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and it's and it's a big difference. It really is because. You don't want the relief pitchers coming from that second story of the bullpen in Philly and running down those stairs to go get... Like, somebody's going to fall down. You got metal cleats on. Somebody's going to slip and fall. Anyway, so from the player safety standpoint, it's like, okay... Maybe in Philly, it just needs an extra five seconds. Well, they to said get down they the said stairs. maybe like start it when they get to the either the dirt or the, the grass. Dirt yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. I get what they're saying. Well, someone will manipulate that and right, take their time. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, okay, all right. Then we got to you know no one's no, one, we no one's walking. Yeah, crazy. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that was one thing that uh, I know Robertson said was yeah. when he was getting ready to to head out. Um, the clock had already started right yeah. at the end of the inning, and like he got out there and he had his 15 second conversation or 10 second conversation with Nito. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to throw. This, this is what we're doing. And then he's like, I get on there and I'm like, oh, I got a minute to, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, to throw and so to get through his pitches. So the uh, like, how about your game? Like, like now you get in the game, everyone's like, oh, there's gonna be more stolen bases, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, like, do you feel like it? Like, yes, everything feel rushed. Yeah. Like, I'm not even asking that because like everything's field rush and it'll feel less rush yeah, yeah right, right right i mean there's definitely a possibility because i you know i've thought of maybe five right off the head where i was like out by you know three inches or less yeah um and so on those you're, you're probably safe now you know and so yeah it definitely does um get into your head on well i could probably take you know a little bit more of a risk to it so um but again i don't know that pitchers aren't talking like and pitching coaches aren't talking to their pitchers and being like maybe we can cut you down from a 1-4 to 1-3-5 and just like try and make that distance well, a little bit shorter you know can like, I give, I'll give you one so um, the other day at a game the pitcher threw over twice okay. so now we're like oh yep, here, here you go goes. here you go well yep. He got thrown out by a mile. Why? Wow. Yeah, why? No. No. Just because he knows he's going. Oh, right? yeah, right. But, but, so I he mean, just made it quicker. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I mean, and, and obviously that tells a runner they have to be a little more judicious. Yes, yes. But, yeah. but it's to your point. Yeah. It's like not like it's going to be like a free. Right. Free, no, yeah. it's not. It's not. But, it, you know, it does It does make an impact for the speed guys. They're, again, those close plays probably now maybe air more towards the, um, towards the, towards the batter or towards the runner. Um, um, 
But I think, again, time's going to tell us, like, because it's a cat and mouse game. Baseball always has been. So there's always been times that it's like you kind of want to be around here for the pitchers so that you can handle the run game. Well, now maybe that time has just moved up a little bit, and so they're trying to stay at that time. I don't know. You know, It's, it's going to be that cat and mouse, and we'll see how it plays throughout the regular season. Well, you've been very generous with your time. Well, thank you. You're wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, and also, I just like I said, I want to ask you, why why isn't baseball boring? And there's no wrong yeah. answers. There's no here's 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 the latest I got. Okay, okay. Anthony Volpe, who was just got up with. Yeah. yeah, he said, I don't know because I don't associate with people who actually <laughs> have those two words together. That's great. So anyway, I love that. Uh, I so love what do you that. got? You know, baseball isn't boring to me because uh, it reminds me of my like playing catch with my dad in the backyard it reminds me of like good times like dipping dots at the ball you know like yeah. <laughs> ice cream of the future yeah, always will be yeah it, like <laughs> i was so excited to go to the ball field and it always meant summer and good weather for me like i grew up in wyoming where it's winter for you know seven months yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. but when you were going to a baseball stadium it was going to be good weather it was going to be summertime you were going to go out you were going to smell the green grass like see it like it it was, it was just, for me, it brings back great memories. And uh, and so for me, that's why baseball isn't boring to me. There's always a game going on inside of the game. Um, unless you understand that, you probably can think that baseball is boring at times. But if you become educated on the game, you realize that every pitch decision, every decision by the manager, it, it can all be looked at as how did he get to that point. And when you do it from that angle, like the game is actually going really fast. So um, I don't think baseball is boring. Uh, for those reasons. All right, that's a top five answer. Excellent. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right. Thanks, uh, Brandon Nimmo. That was awesome. That was a great conversation. I didn't know Brandon at all before that. But now uh, I, I have a, a great respect for him, his opinions, and also his personality. And we hope to be talking to him down the road again. Uh, like As I promised, we're going to finish things off here. This is with... Buck Showalter, Mets manager, just talking about some of the stuff that Brandon was talking about. It, actually, it was just it was coincidental because I had just talked to Brandon when Buck had addressed this with some of the media. And um, but you know, again, I think it's important to get the manager's perspective. All right, everybody. Hope everyone is have had a great week. Rate, review, listen, everything by the book. Damn near perfect game. Speaking of the book, Monday. Yep. It's about that time the Godfather's going to be on with us. Yep, there you go. All right, here's Buck Showalter. That's what you're going to see with these rules. Guys, it's going to start getting a lot more, cheese are going to get a lot more binding, and, and guys are going to say, okay, this is not cute anymore. This is, this is more than just new. It can affect your ability to win or lose or ball game or, or get a hit or, or get an out as a pitcher. I think you're going to see a whole different attitude about really nailing down the rules. Every day I'm talking to umpires, it seems like about, there's this word I'm hearing a lot more of at the discretion of the umpires. I don't know. 
know about that one. Too subjective. Huh? Too subjective. Pardon? Too subjective? Yeah. Not naming anything. It's just discretion leaves a lot of gray area. I don't know about that. But I know Max and I were talking about it today. About some things that were okay a week ago and now they're not okay. And things that weren't okay and now they're okay. We're all kind of trying to find our footing on it. We knew that this would happen a lot down here. Like I was talking to Morgan yesterday about pinch hitters. Think about that. You know, you're holding the Vogelbach down the dugout and you don't want to put him on deck because they might do something down the bullpen and then all of a sudden you want to put him up there and he's got four seconds to be in a box and hit. You know, Nemo going down the line. Uh, you know, maybe he isn't able to sprint the first base anymore. He will. <laughs> At what point in spring training do you feel like it's it's going to be pretty much adjusted? Everyone's going to be pretty much adjusted. I mean, sorry, not. At what point? I, I, well, I'm, I'm searching for that day. I'm hoping it happens, but I'm I, I think there's going to be a different. It's like spring training. The last week is different. Every every it's different than the first week in the season. You, know, you can try to simulate as many things you want to, like a simulated game or something like this, but there's just something different about the game itself and the pace and the speed. Like Bat Boys, and we had a thing that they, uh, Nims first at bat. You know, Bat Boy didn't have his gloves and his bat and his shin guard and all the things there, and he barely got to home plate. He was almost, he had to sprint from center field to get here, and I was talking to Bat Boy about, you got to have the first two hitters, all his gear right there, so he just walks, picks it, and goes on deck, sir. And he never swung a weighted bat. He never did any of his pre-pitch preparation. He went from center field, barely got it all on, and went right to the to the. You know, we've actually done some batting orders down here because we didn't think because that person would have played right field at home and he and lead off an inning. You can't do it. You, know, you can't do it. it it's going to affect some the way at home. You got a problem on the road. You don't have a problem. You got as much time as you want. I used to have a guy. Uh, I couldn't lead off because he had too much paraphernalia to put on. Seriously. Uh, what was his name? BR. BR. Jonathan BR. Couldn't lead him off. Couldn't get. And that was before the. Just had. You know, he had all the. And it's fine. Traffic's like. Nemo can't get his hand guard on in time. You notice it. So his head first slide is out. So they, it's taken away from his head first slide. So unless he can get that mid on, it's a different game for him. And I don't think that's what they wanted. The intention was for him to run the risk of injury, you know, because he can't get his mid on. So what we've done, instead of the wrap on it, so it's right wrist, we're working on something to make a one snap closure on it. And also before he sprints to first, get it all done at home plate while he's taking off stuff instead of once he gets to first base, the clock's too short. Because now he's either got to call timeout, which takes away the hitter's timeout, or you take a strike one on your teammate. If he, like, say he draws a walk and then he lingers at home play while he's taking on the stuff, does that... That's an unknown. That's an unknown. Like, what's See, that's one of the unknowns. Yeah. Discretion of the empire. <laughs> that's what I got yesterday. I, mean, yeah, I asked takes, that question to Morgan. Two minutes, obviously, he's gonna I mean, they've been great. You know, Morgan came by after the game. We had... 10 questions for him about what if this one of them was the pinch hitter thing and he was kind of you know, we got to talk about that and then well, some, but some umpires will use this discretion and some may not
The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com SportsFan and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.